Welcome to episode 10 of the Monday Morning Podcast. This morning, we go completely off the rails with a PowerPoint about grief and depression, the difference between baseline depression and Mariana Trench depression, and how spirituality can be depressing. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to episode. It means so much. This is the 10 year Ten. episode anniversary of the podcast starting f- five months ago. Um, this is episode. Yeah, beautiful yeah. decade. Yeah. Deca, double digits. I'm so happy that we're a preteen now. Yeah. We're yeah, tweety boppers. <laughs> Puberty looms. Puberty looms. Yikes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Any episodes are going to start getting real bitchy around 13. Um, All right. Well, who, we're. Who are we? Who's speaking? Who? We're, bi- <laughs> we're bitchy. Um, I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. w- I am. Let's see. Where should I go with this? I'm Harry Jensen. I'll start there. And oh, okay. perfect. Okay. Yeah, nailed it, honestly. Um, and my mm-hmm. daddy, capital daddy, died of, wait for it, concertos. Stage four <laughs> megastasis concertos, cancer diagnosios. Wow. Um, <laughs> expelliarm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he Is was just. Okay, <laughs> I it really took me a minute to figure out what the, I was like. Is this a dish? Like a food? Like a concerto? <laughs> like concerto with parmesan? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a four piece concerto, four cheese tortellini. Yeah, yeah he had little pockets Big of tortellini. Ravioli, just mm. breaking into breaking the door down. Arm Guacamole, robbery. Every. That's <laughs> my, my linguine. Every <laughs> too crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He was what? covered in oregano and he died of cancer January 5th, <laughs> 2017. Um, uh, even though it's the 10th anniversary of the podcast, he died three years ago. So it's complicated. But hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As hey, we said, Harry. grief isn't linear, right? It's grief not, is not It's not linear. linear. <laughs> it's, it's like that movie Interstellar. It's like Interstellar where like he opens mm. the door at the end and then he sees like everything. I, my dad died while I was in the oh, door. Yeah. And the infinity door mirror. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so thank okay. you. For, thank so you. So he's actually alive in another timeline, maybe? He's Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah, he's dead well, sexy. Hey, Harry. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, Hi. Hey, Harry. I'm Gabby. Mommy. Mommy died September 3rd, 2016. What a day. What a fun day. And what a day. What, a what, day, is what, a she, day. what was she doing? She was, you know. She was scaling, scaling <laughs> Everest. Mm-hmm. She tried to make it to the summit, and you know she she didn't get there. It was a summit plummet. She, she plummeted mm. down the summit avalanche of plummet. metastasized <laughs> tumors, just Mount Matast. snowballing her down. Yeah, mm. Mount Matast. Ironically, even though she and couldn't yeah. scale Mount Matast, she was scaly. Because of Mount Matas. Yes. Her yes. scales she of her scales. own. Scales uh-huh. of her own. <laughs> yep. A- she actually evolved yeah. to develop scales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Well, hi, Gabby. Well, thanks, <laughs> Gabby. Thanks for sharing. 
As always, such a pleasure hearing about how our mother died. Um, my name's Madison Ann Bellotto, full name. Whoa. Full mm. name. Okay. Um, Do why you, you expose my last name too? <laughs> you just did that. We're si- everyone knows we're sisters. We don't have okay, to we share have different the same last, last name. Okay. Mm. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, my mother Doc. is Gabby's mother, so... September 3rd, 2016, the fateful fucking day. I don't know how she died. I wasn't there. So she could have been smothered with a pillow. I'm not sure. But oh. they <laughs> say it was cancer. <laughs> mm, yeah. It could have been homicide. We it could really have been homicide. Don't know. I wasn't there. I don't it know. It could have been mama. Did they do an autopsy? I didn't hear. It, mama side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mama side. No, it was metastasized cancer. Um, that no. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Like we're so goofy. Sometimes we need to get a little bit more clinical. Okay, it was. Mm. She had big cancer mm. all over her little orgies. Yeah, clinical. The chemotherapy <laughs> fucked her over. Yeah. Boom. Anyway, this. Is, hey, Maddie. Oh, hey, Maddie. golly. Maddie uh, and Bellotto. All right. I yeah. think every time Maddie and Bellotto. I think every time uh-huh. we do this intro, we just get a little more on the mark and we uh-huh. just hit a bullseye and everyone loves it. We don't lose listeners immediately. And <laughs> it's just, it's great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, a, any, any good TV show or book, it takes at least eight minutes to know what's going on and who's <laughs> in it. Um, so we'll get yep. to that eight minute mark one day and wrap it up. A yeah. Little yeah. Bit. Just like any good intro, you're more confused after character and development <laughs> has yes, yet to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. what are we talking about today? Folks, Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, we're, we're depression. Mm, depression. Oh, sorry. What were you? Did you have a train of thought, Harry? Oh, uh, no. I was no. just sort of like <laughs> sticking my thumb out, like hijacking your train with my bindle in the back. No. Uh, just surfing the roads. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the third mm-hmm. prong of the third trident of Poseidon's heavy trident <laughs> of. Uh, harpoony mental health awareness mental, month. Yeah, mental year. health awareness mental health day. <laughs> so t- we did we did uh, big old anxiety, big old addiction, mm-hmm. and now we're doing big old a mm. sadness, a sadness that creeps, mm-hmm. creeps depression. And crawls. Yeah, <sighs> it does creep and crawl. Um, it's a creepy crawl. Yeah, depression. What do we think? What <laughs> do we think? Well, we have a little I, depression I connoisseur it. to my left here. I don't know. Um. Mm. Everyone look on your left. Well, <laughs> Someone on your left has suffered from <laughs> depression. And if not, you're alone. And then you're then you're, you're depressed. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 exactly. One in every one person suffers from depression <laughs> at some point. It, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I like that stat. Um, you're 12, I think that this is kind of. What? Why are you? Why are you training over my train? There you go again with your fucking trident. Yeah, no. Stabbing <laughs> our sentences. All right, take, make, take, take your trident. And okay, throw okay. It. Anyway, um, I think that this topic is gonna. It's probably. I, I think it's similar to the anxiety episode in some ways because it is something that you know, I guess, could be induced by grief, but also like you can just always deal with this and then grief happens and then it's just like a mm-hmm. double whammy so 
that's my experience uh disclaimer mm-hmm. definitely and dealt with the d mm. uh i don't know if i want to <laughs> say that <laughs> you're on record baby. Wow. You're on big, record. big hard d the big hard d was it small <laughs> i've dealt with depression uh <laughs> long yeah. before mom died uh-huh. and probably long after <laughs> i will forever mm. <laughs> um but mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think it's really, like, necessarily correlated to my grief, but, again, just like anxiety, they can morph together. I think the grief exacerbates any already present depression. Mm -hmm. The D, if you will. The big D. The big, big fucking D. (laughs) The big old D. What do you think? Hair? Hair dog? I think uh, I I got it in spades. Hair dog. That's That's what I think. (laughs) <laughs> I think I was playing <laughs> mental health Texas Hold'em and God dealt me six mm. aces and yeah, yeah, then yeah, he killed yeah. my dad. Um, Royal flush, yeah. So that's like like maybe three more aces, like a bunch of aces. So I think bones. that the big theme with Depressorino is that... <laughs> <laughs> is that uh never heard of it <laughs> never heard of it is that it's sad it sort of sounds like we <laughs> haven't thought about this at all but you're 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 wrong <laughs> <laughs> but you're 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 you're, you're totally wrong um well i guess okay so here's something i've been thinking about today because to tell a little tale <laughs> i am on some medication big old blunts <laughs> full of anti-bipolar yeah. drugs and stuff like that um so yeah i Love i that. for a long time didn't i felt bad about my depression which hot t- really hot take fucking scalding burning your fingertips off mm. um <laughs> wow because you weren't super i fucking jazzed yeah uh, yeah yeah i was i was in i was in Ugh. um i didn't want to like you know, because the grief and the depression are hard to extricate disseminate separate elevate it's hard to medicate, baby. It's hard to do anything that rhymes. <laughs> so it's hard true. to love. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, when I did start medicating, I was just levitating off the ground. I was so high. But um, yeah, I that that that's something for me that always comes up with the big old depression grief because it's like, yeah, they they correlate, they collaborate, they come out with some fire tracks together, like the features bang. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I I struggled a lot build. with with being like maybe i'm not depressed maybe life is just hella lame um so so that that's something i've been thinking about today is like i didn't want to like treat (laughs) this this is something i came in grief group one time i was like "Ah, i don't know i don't want to like take medication because i don't want to like treat my grief and then someone was like i hate that you said that because i take stuff and then i feel better what's wrong with that and I was like, well, uh, I guess like four years of my <laughs> thinking went out the window with the slightest pushback of common sense and self-care. So that was interesting. And now no I'm rebuttal. Now I'm, no rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's totally fair. It's like if you had, I don't know, if it's like you had syphilis and chlamydia and you're like, I don't want to take antibiotics because I don't want to like not know which one I'm treating. And then you just get crusted up. Um yeah mm-hmm. and I, there's a there's a there's mm. certain point where you want to peel back the crust and come out of your little cocoon is the metaphor tracking mm-hmm. or should i go way deeper uh, and yeah, yeah. No, oh, it, oh okay, it, okay. It's, 
It's yeah. visceral. It's it is visceral. visceral. Yeah, uh-huh. I have 37 yeah, more STD-related examples. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's. That there's a big shame, <laughs> a shame spiral in there, uh, mm. not knowing, being like, do I have sad in the brain? Sad at existential, or just just life is sad for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a totally. that's its own little trident. Yeah, I definitely feel like grief, like it can, especially in the early stages, I feel like it can be, if you already do deal with depression, like I did, um, it can kind of bring that, like, what's the point, existential dread to the forefront. And then it's kind of just like, you know, because with depression, it's easy to get on that train of thought, like, what is it all for? This seems pointless, whatever. But obviously when like your parent dies, it's like it can really reinforce that because it's like, <laughs> okay, this isn't even my depression talking. Or like it's hard to like figure out which one it is because it's like I think it's completely fair to kind of feel um, like I don't want to say like a victim, but like initially when someone dies, it's like you're going to kind of feel like what the fuck? Like this is really upsetting this is unfair it does kind of feel uh-huh. like pointless you know you know what i'm trying to say like i think mm-hmm. it's like normal to feel that way initially and like obviously if that's prolonged that's a different issue but like so i think it can be hard right away to like separate the two because it kind of pushes like the grief can push you forward on the depression train you know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like it's like you're right in the like, rails, right? I don't know. I I don't know. If totally. Really not articulating this well because again we did plan excessively. Um, too many notes. This isn't Way initial brainstorming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't think mm-hmm. of this two seconds ago. But no, this isn't getting <laughs> flushed out as we go. Um, yeah. What about you, Maddie? Well, Ann? I can give M-A-B. a little input. <laughs> Good God, Maddie Ann. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as someone that you know doesn't really deal with a depression depression doodle dandy i'm kind of just <laughs> skipping hopping fucking every day is uh cloud nine <laughs> let me mm-hmm. just tell you um, <laughs> i'm kidding but no i really i you know i'm pretty like neurotypical don't shame me um so like i can kind of give a a perspective that like you know I was kind of at like a baseline before well actually let me step back a little bit because our mom was sick with stage four cancer that just kept fucking chugging along in her body Mm -hmm. for about for about a year before she died and she was on like really intense chemotherapy treatments and stuff and just watching that like I think I was kind of on like just a very like a very um not quite angled slope downward like for that year into kind of like a depression that kind of then settled into a depression once I hit the the grief after she died just because it was really brewing it was brewing yeah it was a Mm -hmm. depression that was kind of brewing exactly uh like a good little sad some might say like a chili I don't know. No one might <laughs> say might a say big that. gumbo. A big, Maybe. big gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gumbo. A really sad cup of chamomile. Um, uh-huh. and <laughs> Sleepy time forever. I yeah. It was sleepy time tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. But, okay, yeah. Um, 
let me get back on track here. Okay. So she was sick and that made me feel really sad. Like uh-huh. I hated watching her it, like be in pain. And like our mom was like the type of bitch that like, if she was going to do something, she was going to do it bitch. all the way. Like mm-hmm. she was going to cry. She was going to cry harder than any other fucking person. <laughs> like, And if she was going to laugh, she was going to laugh harder, whatever. So she, she liked to live, you know, and like seeing her in a compromised state, like health wise, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, it was just really hard and it was sad. And yeah, so it was like, you know, the depression tea was brewing and then she died. And it was like, I think I just kind of experienced your average like grief depression and I didn't really like I didn't know what was happening this is such a common theme in my life I'm like what's happening to me mentally and I don't realize it until I'm like completely out of the woods of it but I think that's pretty normal yeah I think so too but I still look back and I'm like I don't even know like was I fully depressed like I'm not sure but it it is like I think it was just like a very isolated like grief period of depression where I was like you know what i had similar thoughts like what's the fucking point like there really right. is sounds like depression to me yeah <laughs> it, it, it was pretty low-key but like it definitely <laughs> god kind of, it was surprising <laughs> sounds like depression yeah okay yeah um thanks I mean, professor did i get an a on my no. paper in depression i mean it's a telltale sign where it's like i don't know if i was depressed but i was questioning the meaning of everything and if it's even worth it to be here <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if you question it, like maybe it wasn't, you know, like if I have to question, like, was it depression? Like it probably wasn't. But yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it was, I think it was like that griefy depression. It wasn't like fucking like clinical ass chronic depression. It was just like Mm -hmm. an acute couple months totally. of me just being like sad as absolute fuck but and i, I love to still a valid form of depression no yeah know? totally totally like, totally no mm-hmm. i'm not trying to minimize it at all no, it was definitely yeah. depression for sure okay yep Let's we're deciding depression but i think that's like <laughs> a, a good point to make because it's like i feel like some people think like maybe depression like you have to be like bedridden to end it all or like you know it has to be very extreme to be like something you take note of almost Cause oh. I feel like, especially in this day and age, like everyone is so used to just being fucking sad and anxious. I feel like. no, you're uh-huh. triggering a memory. And when I was when I was like in that year of like steeping in depression, like that's when I like really first Camel started meal. feeling like I don't want to be here anymore. Like, wouldn't it be easier if I wasn't? Wouldn't it be easier if I just kind of? Wouldn't it be nice, be nice to die right living? now? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry, yeah. we're not glamorizing anything. I here. could end it all really if easily. I had a bridge. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so here's so something okay, that trigger warning. We should probably put a trigger warning on this. Yeah, one. maybe. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's actually yeah, when I was like descending into the depths of depression, I was, I, I took I actually took note of that and I was like, This isn't normal happy go lucky Maddie. Maddie yeah. Ann. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh-huh. But yeah. So yeah. that's me. That's my little depression journey well i think i think that like some of those like i think we describe ourselves like differently particularly like you and me maddie but i feel like some of those questions and doubts Mm. come from like a similar place and i i i've been thinking of it more over the years as sort of a like again like a symptom of of the language like so here's here's my big fucking powerpoint presentation this is my big ppp and 
So fuck uh, yeah. lay it out with the laser pointer. Get the laser pointer out. Yeah. Uh, a laser pointer. I'm shining it right into your goddamn cornea. Um, <laughs> so get ready. Get your little corneas open. It's clockwork orange and we're blasting it into your <laughs> eyes. Uh, Beethoven's coming in. Okay. Yeah. So like, Shit. okay, here's what I've noticed about like depression and like being down and uh, feeling mm. out of sorts where there's like a mm-hmm. inherent like normativity. And by that, I mean that. If you're described as like depressed, it's usually it's like all that word is very like coupled with and like overtaken by the the clinical terminology like and mm-hmm. so if you're depressed or neurodivergent, you're like away from this normal place, right? You're depressed, that word literally means down. So you're down from this mm-hmm. place where you're supposedly supposed to be. Uh, if you're neurodivergent, it's like you just took a big right turn on the train tracks and you're off the goddamn rails. Um so so it's all about things place. like not being normal like there's this baseline um that you you have strayed from somehow and i think that can be like really pernicious right. and destructive because like when i was saying like having a hard time extricating grief from depression and when i felt like i shouldn't treat my depression um because i did feel down um but i didn't feel like i had diverged i didn't feel like i was actually away from the normalcy of experience because maybe I was more down mm-hmm. than I perceived the general public to be or my peers but I was like well isn't this exactly where I'm supposed to be when I just watched my fucking father die aren't I supposed and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. trigger warning like aren't you know isn't it normal to feel like suicidal and you know that like deep gut-wrenching nihilism and being like maybe it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so bad if I wasn't mm-hmm. here um and right so i think that that's that's like there is definitely some some illness in our language where like we can't separate depression from depression where like where depression in a way is like an experience closer to like sadness or grieving is like totally normal totally human and in a way you are supposed to be where you are where in you Mm -hmm. know if you're like clinically depressed or like chronically depressed like you know, mm-hmm. you, the the baseline isn't from your normal experience. It's from other people's, like, general experience. So if you're away from, like, what normal yeah. people should be, like, maybe you need to be medicated. But if you're away from, like, your normal set of experiences, then it's a little more complicated. It's like, well, maybe you could take something that works, like my friend said. Or, you know, like, part of it's like, well, you know, you have to self-analyze and be like, well, yeah, it makes sense that I'm, like, away from my, my baseline. But because everything's yeah. all muddled and like the again like the n- you know normativity of these words, it's really hard to figure out. It's like was I really depressed or was I just like depressed? You know, like those words are mm-hmm. they should be different yeah. words, but they've gotten all smashed and jammed together. So you know, then you end up with confusing things like saying like yeah, I felt really depressed, but I don't have depression, which in a like logically is sort of <laughs> fucking. It's nonsense. It's a nonsense statement, but it's also true, and it's because I agree with that statement. Because our language, our language is is faulty. It's broken. It's too medically induced. Uh, PowerPoint over. I don't. Your corneas are going to have a molten core, and a little train is going through them right now. Hell yeah! So I hope I tunneled right right into you with my my big. You tunneled in. That's. Oh, I tunneled. I feel like I learned a lot with your filibuster. Banger. Yeah, I filibustered um, right down your, like your door holes. That was like psych 101 in yeah. five minutes. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, like almost yeah. like demystifying psych. Like he kind of like <laughs> went in on psych. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, yeah, seriously though, it's like because I mean, because in both ways, like the just because since I do say I have like clinical depression, it's like. It's like I always feel like a fucking freak, you know, like uh, mm. <laughs> way mm-hmm. too, we're crazy today. Um, and I, th- I think it's a lot of it is 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 because of that, you know, this thinking about where you're supposed to be um, and like the medical yeah. language rather than like having a set of experiential terms that we can share. And part of it's our culture. I think that we can't separate totally. the two. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think everyone has, like, a general baseline. It's, like, whatever, you know, if you are, like, up or down from that, it's, like, you know, it's a case-by-case situation. Yeah, it's not, like, you can't generalize these, like, unique, unique, like, very subjective experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, am I supposed to be feeling, like, like, am I supposed to be feeling like my peers when they have had a very different experience? And you can like you can cross hash mm-hmm. that by any like set of experiences that you know are othering. Right. So it's like you're supposed to be comparing mm-hmm. people, but you really have to compare to yourself. But if you always compare to yourself when you're actually clinically depressed, then it's like, well, that's not great because you're just orbiting this little <laughs> far off fucking island of doom, this little Cthulhu knuckle that you're just <laughs> planting your little flag on. Um, mm-hmm. So just I don't know. It's a mess. The DSM five. But now, now, now I'm like, now I'm much more like my, like that sentence my friend said that just train rammed me, where it's just like, well, why wouldn't you just do what works? Which is what I encourage, that's what I think people should do is just like, just have a better life if you can. Like, there's no shame in that. Like, there, there is a lot of shaming, but there's no shame in that. And the beauty of like, you know, taking medication is you can always stop if it doesn't work for you or you don't like the way it feels like Mm -hmm. you can, you can stop. And I mean... (laughs) <laughs> you know totally. to stop in a, a way that works for you mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know no there yeah, is so I'm, much i'm not stigma. gonna be like cold turkey stop but you know there's I mean. so much stigma for no reason i feel like then yeah it just gets like transferred on to like people who might actually need it they're like so like of i don't know they're just like i don't want any part of that and yeah, yeah i've been on i've been on little a antidepressant ad's a little mm-hmm. a d i didn't want to use the slang right away in case someone didn't you know the ad's mm-hmm. um ad blocker I did i think the i actually Addies? the ad blocker um i think i actually went off of them before mom died i don't you remember did. yeah i did what a risky okay, biscuit great. i'm glad she remembers yeah, no. I well, remember because uh, I was the one that kind of was I didn't really like, know what was in my future. Medication. I didn't know what was in my future, clearly, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. <laughs> but I remember because you were having like a huge spiral and you picked me up from the bus stop. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Because I, I went on them after that, but I'm saying I don't right, re- no. I don't remember when I went off of them, oh. is what I was saying. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you don't need to expose my spiral, <laughs> but it was a spiral. It definitely I'm sorry. was. No, it's Our fine. pontoons crashed. And Our it was pontoons just like crashed. <laughs> yeah, no, so I was like, I didn't have insurance. I was mad depressed, like, probably like a year or two before mommy died and went on antidepressants. It was a good experience because it did like level me out. But then mm-hmm. eventually I did feel like that classic thing where people are like, it's kind of numbing at some point. And like, you know, it's like, yeah, you kind of miss the high highs, too. I'm like, I feel like I'm really neutral, like I'm cruising, like kind of weirdly neutral, which at the end, I just didn't feel like it was wor- like I didn't really need that crutch anymore, which 
I've considered going back on them at certain points, haven't, but like, I think it's fine to like have it be, you know, a little bit of a temporary thing if, you know, yeah. right. if that's what works for you. We talk about that little, that little pesky baseline. And I think like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like necessary to maybe take medication for a little bit just to get yourself out of that fucking sinkhole. You need that a boost. Yeah, a, a little big boost, <laughs> a big <laughs> booster <laughs> seat. But again, You're a little baby at a restaurant. You need subjective. to see the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should tie this into grief since we are a podcast mm-hmm. about grief. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, I think so you brought up a good point about like the numbing thing because we talked last episode and I talked about how, like, well, with self-medicating, for instance, um, like I used alcohol to feel more things and I mm-hmm. used opiates to feel less things and. I think that's, and me and Gabby have talked about this too. I think there's like one of the stigmas that I inherited and, you know, just crusted into my body uh, was that (laughs) I wouldn't process. I think processing is a whole fucking enigma, but I was like, well, if I'm on antidepressants (laughs) and I like block my emotions out, I won't process this and then I'll never get over it. Mm -hmm. Newsflash, you don't really ever get over it. Like that's the fucking big secret at the end of the honey (laughs) tunnel. Is that you don't really Whoa. like there's no it's not like you just run the gauntlet. It's like I was check sad, Steaming check angry. It's just like the stages of grief thing. It's like it's not like, you know, if you like it, like you step over like the final boss of depression. It's not like he's just going to like mm-hmm. be waiting for you as, as soon as you get off of it. and He's going to crush you again. Like, um yeah. Yeah. There's there's no amount of processing you could do, and you don't need to do it all at once. Like it's like, oh, I should just let myself be flooded with the pain of the universe and existence because if I don't, then maybe I'll be sad. It's like, well, you're you're sad. You're For sad, sure, yeah. big guy. Yeah. Look at the signs. <laughs> Look, read the big fucking signs and the Acme anchor coming down in your head like Wiley e. Coyote, because you you can't <laughs> road runner away from this one, baby. No matter no matter how no, no matter how many pills no, you're on, no, you're no, still no. gonna be sad. Uh, don't worry, don't worry, grief babies. You'll still be sad. Mm-hmm. Just don't chalk <laughs> up. Yeah, you'll. S- it's still gonna. It's still gonna yeah. hurt. It's not a game it's, you can win. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. mommy in the hospice bed with the reptile skin. Yeah, it's, this mm-hmm. isn't a game of Clue. Yeah, it's an infinite Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. run around. It's yeah. Okay, it's here's what it's like. No. It's like the game so of life. But instead of like a normal board, it's like the MC Escher, like (laughs) infinite stairway thing (laughs) where you're like, oh, family. And then you're like, no family. I thought they're just what it's forever, baby. It is forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's etching you all over. Uh huh. There's ash. like actual real shit. It's like, oh, you pulled the cancer card. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, Seven hundred right. turns I'll of infinite it. sadness. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think that is that does bring a good point up though. Like, kind of being, I guess, self-aware enough to know your baseline or know, right? Like, yeah, what that if you've strayed from that, even if it's whether it's chronic or not like I think it is important after such like a traumatic loss to be aware of that because I mean so Mm -hmm. many things about your life change after that like you as a person I think just change so I don't think it's like I think it does take some time after that death to like figure out maybe you might have a completely new baseline you know what I mean like it might really adjust you have to level out Mm because I feel like 
you know, kind of to your point initially, Maddie, like kind of that slow descent to not really knowing what's going on. Like that's kind of how my depression definitely manifests. And I think it did right after mom died. Like I don't know I'm in the cave until I'm in the fucking cave. And I'm like, wait, have I just been slowly walking into darkness for months? And like, yeah. I don't really notice until I'm like, oh God, I'm like really in this bitch. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> right. it takes like a rock bottom moment. And I think maybe like, a death like the death of a mm-hmm. parent or a close one could like be the precipice for that it's like yeah okay, yeah that could push you into the rock bottom well, and then yeah, you realize like oh oh god oh god you oh kind god. of lose motivation and like we've talked about before like we were all in school and like life still goes on and this realization like oh shit i have to like keep like being at my baseline whatever uh-huh. like quote unquote even though that's impossible after that happens mm-hmm. and or like people God, rather unless you are just a super or human. rather like people are expecting you to be at your baseline mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a oh month God. later right. and it's like what like so then you know i notice my depression definitely like physically like i'm so fatigued i like have no motivation to do anything and that was definitely the case with like going to school and trying to keep up with life. And I was like, am I depressed? Is this grief? Am I mm-hmm. just like losing motivation? Because like, you know, I was just like, why do I feel the way I do? Like, but I think it was just kind of a mashup DJ yeah. earworm <laughs> uh-huh. mix, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, Gr- yeah, girl but pool, yeah. 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 I think that, <laughs> well, with the baseline thing too, like, and I think that's one of the, because we've talked about how there's something that bothers us when like someone who's like a lot older like loses their parent and they're like I get it um because like with the baseline thing like losing someone really young or just having some kind of experience that like profoundly changes your life because you're young you don't like have all the data if like the baseline is like the average Mm -hmm. from your like aggregated emotional experiences when you get vaulted into this like prolonged very different experience you can't even really have a reliable baseline it's like constantly being mm-hmm. reconstructed because right. you have all of these totally. huge emotional outliers you've you've never dealt with so even like you know we can ha- you can be you, you can be self-aware to some extent but you can't be self-aware to the extent where you like just know the baseline that you have you have you, you can like try to be mm-hmm. self-aware as it's constantly adjusting fluctuating just riding the train cars mm-hmm. to up Kathmandu, right down to Mariana Marinera Trench, but y- <laughs> there, there, there's you have to keep on finding that that baseline, like and like with the, with the older with, with the older ah, the older people at the you know they they've had like enough experiences in their life where things are like settled, so I think sometimes that stings. It's like. Well, you have you have enough data to like sort of know yourself a little bit better than I have the chance to. Like my life is still in fluctuation. Like you're still you're at sea okay. level and I'm one of those like seven foot long eight legged crabs at the bottom of the Japanese ocean. <laughs> and I am just yeah. trying to find some goddamn shrimp to eat. But I You're a yeah. crusty, crusty crustacean. <laughs> I'm so crusty. I'm so crusty. Look at me. I mean, yeah. it's just like our brains aren't even done developing to this day. Like uh-huh. it's not like we're yeah. still I hadn't really experienced a lot of, I think I, this could be for all of us, like aside from a grandparent here and there, like I hadn't really experienced any, de- like anyone dying close to me at all. Like that was like right. mom yeah. was kind of the big 
She was the atom bomb of death. And, and what a big bang to start right. off with. <laughs> like you, uh-huh. I like how you s- use the word, the term outliers. It's like, yeah, it, it, it felt like a big old outlier. And it's like, okay, now you have to really reconstruct the, the graph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. Uh, that line of best fit does not fit because you outgrew those little genes. No, no. And you need mm. some big old the dungarees to slip into. They're in bumfuck. I don't even Sorry. know where the outliers are. <laughs> like I uh-huh. couldn't point them out on a map. They're in the Bermuda fucking triangle. Yeah. They are out there. That death sent yeah. me flying. Well, and I think, you know, man. death and grief, it, <laughs> it can create, like, other outliers, too. Like, that outlier uh-huh. can just have a ripple effect of other, mm-hmm. like, just... Yeah, because people know. around you crumble. Yeah, and then you're just like, wow, I have more outliers than in liars uh-huh. if you will um and so my baseline's kind of based on those mm-hmm. and i don't know i think that's also a thing too like kind of circling back to depression like with the outliers it's like and since we are it's we're young we're young i'll say it we're young and spry we and are young you God, know these so jaded these experiences have been you know <laughs> Like, the biggest ones in our life thus far. Like, mm-hmm. good or bad. At least for me, personally. I'm like, I've had some good moments, but, like, none stick out quite like the outliers. Mm. So, I feel yeah. like, circling back to the depression and the baseline, it's, like, part of that journey is, like, working hard to create more positive in liars. I don't know if this is making sense, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to balance out the trauma outliers with like new good experiences and like that's way easier said than done but like i feel like that's kind of the journey like to kind of getting back to a new baseline if that makes sense yeah which is gonna take a long time trauma brains where it's like (laughs) forever (laughs) totally because i feel like we are like trauma babies with trauma brains and we're used to like those big fucking outliers those bombs just being dropped and yeah it's like we like that chaos our brains like it so it's like we're not as stimulated by these little inliers that happen it's like right. oh feed me cool. chaos uh, oh i got a cool job it's like that doesn't hit like a mom death yeah. right? like that's a big hit yeah no that's know? so it's like yeah, yeah it's exactly. gonna take a lot to like build up that like again that fucking baseline and i think like self-awareness it's just like being self-aware of like okay I'm a trauma baby and like things I need to like rewire my brain, you know, so like I need to do that. I need to crank those outliers in like, Mm -hmm. like it's so hard to do that though. And that's actually a good point too about the, um, the good experiences or whatever, maybe not like feeling as good because it's not chaotic and traumatic. Like I feel like I'm way more prepared to like, you know, fucking, bomb cover like what do we do in the worst crisis how can i recover and bounce back and you know mm-hmm. the anticipatory depression <laughs> like, i'm like uh-huh. i know th- if this bad thing happens i have the tools to fix it somehow or the coping mechanisms and it's almost like you become scared of when things go too right it's like oh what would i do if things exactly. were actually smooth and great and someone like you know a loving relationship a normal home setting like all these good sandwich what would i do in that case 
because a, a <laughs> just good, a good sandwich. What would I do with a good sandwich when I've only mm-hmm. had fucking meatball marinara, <laughs> just exactly. sloppy Joe, you know, uh, like hot fudge Sunday. I would look will. at yeah. it and I would say, "Ew, I don't get it. I'm not going to eat fudge. it." fudge. Yeah. Well, that okay. So yeah. you, you you bring up a <laughs> See, that's, that, a that's something else that that I wanted to talk about in my really extensive PowerPoint notes for this podcast. But the thing about like being yes. scared okay. about when things are going good. Um, which is also, I don't know, hard to extricate between like depression and grief, but I do get really, I think, I think it's a depression thing, but I do get really worried. Like I've been having a good last few weeks. I've been like really crazy busy, but I get terrified every time I have a good time because I'm like, Ooh, that, that baseline baby. Like if I'm having an okay experience, I'm terrified. It's just all going to crash, crash down. And I think that also yes. has to yeah. do with anxiety and the little grief brain where sure. it's just like, mm. I got to be, you're so focused on like being prepared for, you know, the, the doom fall to crab bottom, to bikini mm-hmm. bottom, boom, <laughs> um, <laughs> bikini bottom, baby, boom, that sometimes it's a baby self-fulfilling boomer, prophecy. Yeah. Um, it is. And you're like, no, I was just gonna you're like, that. I'm loving it in Kansas, oh. but I'm about to go to Oz. And if I don't find those little yeah. AD <laughs> red shoes to tip tap my way home, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause these flying monkeys are coming, yeah. baby. They are coming and yeah. their hands are They're full coming. of marinara right meatballs. To the oh yeah. Right. Drilled in Chum big trains. Bucket. Yeah. No, I was actually going to say that because I think we've talked about that before Harry. We're like, we'll talk to each other and be like, I'm feeling, uh, it's like taboo. I'm like good today. I don't know. I'm feeling good, and then it's like I'm like ah, oh, wait two days until this fucking ends. Like uh-huh. <laughs> ends badly. Like I still, and obviously that's something that shows that I need to like rewire my brain not to think that way. But it is hard because I'm just like, especially with depression, it's just like yep. when it's chronic, baby. You're like that means it's coming back. Okay, yep. <laughs> and. So I'm always kind of just like trying to be like, okay, is this a high high that's preparing me for the low low? Uh Or could I potentially just make this my new baseline? No, that's not possible. (laughs) But it could be. No, no, exactly. Like that's just like I'm talking about my uh, my trauma brain mindset. The paranoid narrator. The paranoid narrator. That sounds like I didn't make it up, right? It, I did. I did make it up. It's pretty cool. Paranoid narrator. Wait, that literally sounded like your PowerPoint. That's and a I was like, twister. I think I have that. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I have a paranoid that's one of the clip arts I put. It's like a little guy in the back of your head hiding yeah. behind the couch of depression. <laughs> and he's going to take all your loose change and bikini bottom it out. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. 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 Well, you. Bless you. Me. Well, you heard me me you heard me well you heard me me you heard me well you heard me me you heard me well you heard me me you heard me me questions 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 answers answers questions with that should we maybe move on to some of our thanks thank you by the way some questions Let's question. Let's question it up. Question, question, question. Let's question. Question. Let's qu- let's, let's question, question everything. Our yeah. Question our depression. <laughs> Q R A S. I have a question about. 
God, we have so many submissions. We're asking ourselves about the questions (laughs) everyone's submitting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so actually... This could be worded as a question, potentially. Grief Babies, today we are going on... Our little a little Reddit thread that we frequent, mm, um, frequent, called Children of Dead Parents, which fitting we're in this community, baby. Mm-hmm. Children of it the corn. The the description says it all for anyone and everyone that has lost a parent. Period. And we are we fit the mark. Boom. So we're just going and we're kind of just scrolling, and we found a couple little scroll with us posts that we thought were interesting. And yeah, we're just gonna respond completely unwarranted, but it's not really because we're on the fucking thread. So we are on let's the just thread. dive right in. So should we start with uh, the YouTube video one? Yes, let's let let's begin. All right, jump jump in, jump jump in, set the stage. Okay, so this is someone's mother passed. I don't want to out the Reddit user because I don't know if they're like, what the fuck? I'm on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, just title it so up. So the title is a fucking YouTube video made me cry, which already I relate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been depressed since I was about 12 or 13. I can't really cry anymore. The last time I can remember was at my mom's funeral a little over two years ago. Anyway, I've been having some really bad insomnia for the past few nights and I've been Mostly relying on YouTube to calm me down enough to try and sleep. Some anxiety bullshit mostly. Vibes. Uh, I added that. It's not in the post. Uh, (laughs) I follow a lot of food YouTubers and this seemingly clickbait video popped up in my recommendations titled, Surprising My Parents with a New Home. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) What? It's not a tomb? Yeah, I was going to say the urn. Um, Like, yeah. (laughs) I clicked on it, then realized I recognized the channel, so I decided to watch the whole thing. Holy shit. I don't know why, but I started bawling my eyes out when he saw his parents. I timestamped the moment in the link above (laughs) if you want to see what I mean. It honestly got worse the more that I watched it. So much of me is jealous. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I keep adding my two cents. Um, so much of me is jealous, I guess, that I'll never be able to do this for my mother, even if I do somehow manage to be financially stable. I still have my father, which I'm eternally grateful for, but the dream of being able to do this for both my parents is an impossible one. This is legitimately the first time I've cried in two years. This is the first time I've felt something besides emptiness or anxiety in two years. I really don't know what to do with myself. And then edit. I just watched it again and realized that the part that gets me is his mom saying, I missed you. I really, really don't know what to do with myself right now. Mm. Okay. So let's just process that for a moment. Well, one one note. Woo. One uh. note I'll say is I think relating to our discussion of baseline, um, besides for whatever neurological effects there are, which we, my PowerPoint, we have no citations. Once again, we should, that should be our real trigger <laughs> warning. No citations, baby. Uncited uh, bikini no bottom. But like, I, I think, I think the crying honestly might have something to do with this sort of like new baseline because um, I, it does, it does for me, like it takes something very, very extreme now to cry um, because mm. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, Generally, you think about crying. It's like, oh, something. I'm very sad. There's something quite sad happening. Um, and when so- when something really, really sad happens <laughs> endlessly for years, like a trident into your skull patty, um, it can be so hard to find, like, to find a real low that will make you cry. So that's yeah. That I that agree. speaks to me on yeah. I think that can be a depression thing. That can be a grief thing. That can be a double combo 
happy hour, you know, Also special. coping mechanism too, even, you know, like if you had to like be strong, mm-hmm. like as a child or about the death too, it's like you felt like you kind of had to like push forward or maybe that's again something like in your family of origin that could have just been a common theme of like don't show emotion i don't know it's different for everyone i think Mm -hmm. yeah but i do i do think like i relate to like the jealousy aspect yep oh yeah because you know we've talked about it too where we're like we'll see like a family at a restaurant and we're just like fuck you're like i'm eating a pb and jelly right now (laughs) because i am so jelly of your parent body exactly so i think that's completely normal it is completely normal and also like Mm -hmm. the stupid clickbait youtube videos like i can only imagine what this is you know oh buying my parents a tesla he's like fuck off man like that's Mm -hmm. just privileged in itself you know totally Mm mm-hmm I, yeah, I mean, I am totally triggered when I see anything that's similar to, like, the clickbait video titled Surprising My Parents with a New Home. Like, that's enough to just make me be like, uh, next? Like, Mm -hmm. I will never, unless I'm already in a state of sadness and I want to make myself even more sad. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, yeah. Well, and I also think it sounds like, you know, I know they say over and over again, I don't know what to do with myself, but I think maybe it's a good thing. It's like last time they cried was two years ago at their mom's funeral. And now they've had this release, you know? So it's like, I really enjoy it. Cause I also sometimes have a hard time crying too. So like, I enjoy when I release finally, like, I'm like, Oh shit. Like mm-hmm. a little measly tear and a yeah, smallest like, oh, violin is just like, you know, like it feels really good. And you know, maybe it sounds like, even though it's like a weird feeling opening the floodgates, like mm-hmm. it sounds like it could be a step towards like releasing yeah. some of that grief and anxiety and depression that this person has been feeling for sure. And I know people that have like, it's taken them like over a decade to cry over a dead parent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's totally a, a normal the thing. The numbness. You know? Yeah. 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 I think, okay. There's I a for comment one on the am bottom. just like a faucet. I'm a leaky fucking faucet and I cry about Maddie is at a leaky least faucet. once a day. No and big I, deal. I honestly think I had an opposite effect after mom died. Like, I feel like I've been crying way more since she died. Not in like a sad, oh, okay. creepy way, but like, I just like, yeah, I don't know. You I think it's easier at the like for you to cry? I think it is a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've always been like really emotional and kind of like prone to feeling extreme emotion and expressing that and whatever. We're two, we're two opposite sides of the spectrum, I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Which is not, you know, not bad. No. Yeah. For, sure. for me, the but floodgates, yeah, I mean, I the floodgates flew open, but my river was way too silty. So it's just, it's just still I clogged. Mm. It's just still clogged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's a comment at the bottom that honestly, big back shadow um, to mm. a very evil institution. So at the bottom, my mom passed away last September. A few months ago, I was watching some Hallmark Channel movie. Oh. Uh, uh-oh. And I started bawling because mm-hmm. the girl was having a deep conversation with her mom, and I realized I will never get that again. It's a weird little thing that sets me off to cry. So that, yeah, like, just like, I know, it's like, yeah, finding a nickel in the couch where you're like, I'm so not rich, but I need this nickel. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah. W- it will always be, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's it's like very much a chance thing like that. Like, <laughs> 
remember there's a girl from grief group who just the first time she cried was during a bounty paper towel commercial which was interesting but <laughs> and it was you know, honestly <laughs> awesome but yeah for me it'll be like that i have this very vivid memory it was just a th- it's something i would you know see all the time but i remember a few years ago i was just going to the grocery store and i saw this a uh, guy with his like eight-year-old son and they just had an ice cream cone they were both just walking with an ice cream cone and it just like <laughs> broke me like cause it's just these weird mm-hmm. little things where it's, it's like yeah and you're just inundated with these with the floodgatey bikini bottom i gotta stop saying bikini bikini top <laughs> uh, no ooh, wait a minute sorry i like um, marinara's trench yeah, grabby marina- patties mm-hmm. shoving them in your in your pie hole chum bucket Chum, yeah, we're eating at Chum Bucket, <laughs> us grief babies, but we you guys are. enjoy your Krabby Patties. And Jaws is coming, and we're going to need a bigger boat. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but How I don't know. How movies will. have we referenced? <laughs> I don't know. Are we getting royalties, or do we pay royalties? Are we? Is this the last episode before we go to the Supreme oh, Court? we're getting paid. I think we're going to get slapped with just, yeah, some type <laughs> of... Slapped with right, dollar we'll bills die. or lawsuits? Any other comments Hopefully. on the YouTube or should we move on to no, the next one? I think we should Kitties. move on. Okay. Let's move on. Does someone else want to read this one? <laughs> Let's I move on, care. guys. Come on. Okay. What's okay. What are we? Uh, this one is titled, Am I the only one who don't talk to my dead parent? I've read a lot of posts and comments on here saying they talk to their dead parent or have a Shriner journal what they want to say to them. Is it weird that I don't do that? My dad died earlier this year, and I don't talk to him or have a shrine for him or do anything. I really want to, but I'm scared. I've only visited him once since the whole time I was crying, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to visit him again. Am I being a bad daughter? I've also been meaning to write letters or journal to him, but I can't bring myself to do it. I've only written down my thoughts twice when they were really intense, but apart from that, I've done nothing. I feel bad, but I also don't know what to do or where to start. I do look at his photos sometimes and talk to him in my head for a while before I stop myself. Am I a bad daughter? Nah. No. No. God no. Nah. God no. no. You are it's gonna not be a, a no bad for daughter. me, dog. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, do you guys? Okay. Do you, uh, do you? How often do you guys talk? Every once in a while, we'll talk out loud to my dad, but usually, usually it'll just be like some moment hits me, and I'll be like, "Man, I miss you," and I'll just say that out loud, and then go about chopping mm. tomatoes or whatever fucking <laughs> impossibly. Yeah. 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 Thing no, I, was doing. I have the. Mm. I have the same experience. Similar. Like if I am feeling like just thinking about her more or it's like a certain day, like uh birthday, whatever, like I will definitely have those moments, but I don't like make it like I'm not like an everyday. I don't have a shrine. I did set up a shrine mm-hmm. for the anniversary this last year, which I never done. I was like, I think it's just nice because I have some like random stuff of hers. But took it down the next day. <laughs> like, I don't. So I don't Boom. think it's, like, abnormal. The city came in and removed you it. Know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have random, similarly to both of you, yeah, I'll have random moments where, I don't know, as I said, I cry about it all the time. Um, so, like, sometimes if I'm, like, feeling really sad, like, if I want her to, you know, if I'm feeling emotional about something that I wish I could talk to her about, you know, I'll definitely start crying and I'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss you so much. And I'll like say yeah. that out loud sometimes or I'll just yeah. think yeah. it really loud in my head. But sometimes it's like a funny moment, like where like I'm doing something just like very random and I'm like, mom, what would you do? You yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> send me a little sign, momsy. And, yeah, like, and we're like very facetious that we're like, hey, mom, let's get a little sign, huh? <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> and hey, I'll mom. tip something over. It was her. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
Where does like, meatball come from? Um, <laughs> um, but no, I yeah. don't have any type of ritual. It's not like an everyday thing where I'm like, I fucking kneel at my bed. I'm like, all right, good night, mom. Like, it's not like that at all. And I think, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know why I haven't incorporated that. Maybe because it would make me too emotional. Like, I don't want to like, like re-traumatize yeah. myself. Yeah. But I don't know. Cause it's kind of like, it is like a lot of emotional labor to like think about it. Yeah. I, it's not like triggering per se, but it is kind of like. All right. I don't yeah. want to beat a dead mom, <laughs> well, beat a dead horse. I also oh think God it is Christ. different for everyone. Like, you know, <laughs> journaling or a shrine or whatever. Like, I know a fellow grief baby who has a shrine for his dad, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, as long as you find what works for you, you know, I think that's yeah. what's important. Because some of the little sentences in here, it's like, am I a bad daughter? I stop myself when I talk to him in my head. I feel scared uh to talk to him or have a shrine and it's like well you know maybe that's what needs to be looked at more um, again not a psychologist not cited well, um and her dad died earlier this year so like yeah. it's fresh as fuck so that means like really maybe fresh. you know it's just like for you know we're talking about this like three to four years yeah. post death yeah. so it's like i mean in the first year like, you don't know what to do. And it's don't like do things yeah. that make you uncomfortable. You know, yeah. if it's like you have to stop yourself or you feel scared, it's like, okay, maybe that's not the method for you, you know? Yep. I kind of yeah, like to bottle up all the feelings until an anniversary. <laughs> I kind of use the Boom. anniversaries as, like, just a day to let the floodgates go. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've already exposed myself as a crybaby, but... Mm-hmm. I still do like to repress a little bit and then just let it all out on like a birthday or the death anniversary. It's like, let's just fucking again, unsighted, uh, not necessarily recommended by <laughs> unsighted, the unsighted. CDC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I think mm-hmm. with, I've sort of struggled with the, I mean, just cause the word shrine and like ritual, but also spiritual practices, which I think tie into rituals sometimes where, I've really struggled mm-hmm. with like feeling bad that I don't have something like that. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm losing him and I don't have to. But I also think that those things, it's not just like because something awful happens to you that you somehow inherit a bunch of divine like spiritual practices and rules. Like I just didn't, right. I just yeah. don't have a lot of those and I never really did. And I've tried to make some with no. middling, middling success, sea level baby. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, y- it it is difficult as well, especially with, with things like religion, where I haven't really ever had a fanatic like talk in my ear or whatever, because I would I would fucking eat them. Um, but you know there is some pressure <laughs> to be like fuck. You know if if I just give a shout out to that that yeah, big guy God, if I just gave him a little heads up, like maybe he could introduce me back to Daddy. You know maybe he could resurrect him or something. Mm. So <laughs> it's it, it, it it's it's difficult. Like you know being a sort of <laughs> violent agnostic by default and not being able to develop those rituals. Yeah. So I definitely understand like the grief yeah. there and being like, well, how come all these Catholics feel like they're going to go <laughs> like meet daddy later? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, daddy's totally. dust, well, baby. <laughs> I think that, I think that does make the point though, is that like the reason people do these things, whatever ritual or method you choose, it, it is to feel closer to your parent you're who has died right so it's yeah. like if yep <laughs> uh, thank for you. you so it's, uh, it's yep. like you know or it makes you feel better it makes you feel closer to them whatever it might be and 
everyone has different goals. You know, some people might do these things to release emotions. Some people might do these things to laugh or just feel like they are doing something to honor that person. So it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what it is for you necessarily. Like, it's not weird to do one thing or the other. I think it's just like whatever makes you feel maybe a little at peace or closer to them or X, Y, and Z. Yeah, find what Mm -hmm. feels good for you. And it might take some time, you know, as we said, this person's not even like a year out. So it it might just take a little bit of time to to find what feels good or as good as it could possibly feel. Like it's never going to feel fucking good. Never. It doesn't get better, but you're not a bad daughter. (laughs) This is pain for the rest of our lives. Yeah, a year is like as fresh as like when you pull the broccoli out of like the grocery store thing and it's still like wet from the little crisper misty mm. shower. That's how fresh a year oh, is. Like yeah. Your broc your broccoli's <laughs> dripping, dude. My broccoli's a little brown. Your yeah. broccoli's dried out and it's dripping. But if your yeah. broccoli's dripping, dry those eyes, dry those tears, open those silty floodgates, and let the marinara <laughs> bikini bottom flow. Okay. Boy, oh boy. PowerPoint With that being said. <laughs> over. <laughs> With mm-hmm. that being said, PowerPoint's over. Mm-hmm. If you want to submit a question, topic, or banger about your broccoli, uh, <laughs> go to deadparentsclub.rip. Instagram, mm-hmm. deadparentsclub.rip. Doesn't have to be broccoli. Could and be lettuce. Yeah. Mm. Any, yeah, any veg I mean, yeah, of yeah, your yeah, choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Cauliflower, and perhaps. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we are ten years old, and you must wish uh-huh. us a happy birthday. So yeah, thanks sixth for sixth grade, baby. <laughs> sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. I'm Gabby. I'm Madison. <laughs> Say it, <laughs> Madison. I'm I, 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 I'm, I'm. Oh, I, I'm, um, I'm Harry. Uh, is that a? Did I uh, watch that? Oh. I'm Harry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I are you nervous? It. No, I got distracted okay, because one of the Reddit posters' name is All the Butt Stuff One, and he's like talking very seriously about his mom. But anyway, oh, I'm. Oh, well, I'm well. That's for next week's I'm episode. Harry, and we're all, all the butt stuff and depressed. Jensen. We're all depressed. depressed. Oh, we we're didn't do that at thing. Some point. We're all, all depressed. Bre- okay, this has been unhinged. Uh, Boom. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Ooh, Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> and we'll see you at. The chum bucket. That was Chummies. broccoli. That was a broccoli. See, bird. see you, okay. grief chums. Uh, bye. See you, bye chum, chum buckets. Bye. Bye. bye, 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 chum bucket. Bye, 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 bye. Is this too, is this too crazy? Crazy, 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 and crazy, 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 crazy,